So you want to know how to get really, really flexible. And more to the point, you're wondering about our Mobility Masterclass, what it's all about, what problems does it solve, and is it right for you? Well, good questions, and we're going to answer them all today because we've had a lot of them lately ever since we've posted these awesome videos on the streets. Stick around. Hi everyone, in case you haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the reason we get such astonishing results with our members is that we've got a program that has a balance between strength and flexibility. If you want to know how we do it, you can get started by downloading one of the free flexibility blueprints. There's a link in the description of this video, or you can join our private Facebook group called the UMS Movement Mastermind, where you can watch these videos live and ask all the questions you want. How are you? Phil? Very well. I'm excited for another day, uh, another Physio Friday. So oh, yeah, yeah. We're doing, some, Friday, we're doing except, a Physio question today. Except we got to talk about Move Mastermind first. So yeah, we'll, yeah, uh, yeah. we got to do that first. Get, get that away now. I, mean, I think it's such a, uh, um, you know, clearly it's something that all the people out there really want. Like this, a lot of people who watch this channel have been doing uh, strength training for so long, but really lacking the mobility piece. And I think it is yeah, yeah. such a, a good thing to be talking about. So Yeah, it is. Um, and it's something that, look, the reason why we're doing this, you know, wh what Yanni and I do, we start getting a whole lot of questions about the same topic. And then we go, all right, well, why don't we put one of our programs that solves this problem on special for a Friday frenzy, we call it, um, you know, for a 72 hour uh, discounted window. And that's what we're doing this week because we posted in the last couple of weeks, we posted two videos and there's another one going up next week on the middle splits and end range strength for the middle splits. And we've just had so many great questions and so much interest in people wanting to know how they can get the splits and other people are asking for front splits videos now and this and that and the truth is those videos that we post on YouTube we, we put as much effort into them as we can but they're they're a piece of the pie they're not the whole pie and what I found was the this is the whole reason why we created the mobility masterclass is that Yanni and I had achieved a good level of flexibility with our 18 minute stretching routine that was the first routine that we created um, we definitely had achieved a good level of flexibility and our bodies felt amazing better than they'd um, felt before but we still couldn't do the things like the splits, the pancake and the back bridge, the, um, the, basically the, the, the benchmark movements for calisthenics and gymnastics. And uh, that's what caused us to go deeper and look into creating uh, more serious programs for that kind of thing. And, and what we found is that because the 18 minute stretching routine, the reason why it's called that is we, we literally did it in 18 minutes. We had a timer set up for every workout that we did and we did it at the start of our workouts. And we realized that if we wanted to go from that, um, you know, decent level of flexibility, or maybe I'd even now call it an average level of flexibility to where I am now and, and where I wanted to be back then, we had to start treating stretching as a workout in itself where you had to have a, you know, a program that you were following and there was this stretch that you do for three sets and then this stretch and this stretch and this stretch. And that's where the birth of the Mobility Masterclass, uh, you know, that's where it happened. And um, it's led me to a phenomenal level of flexibility flexibility and, um, you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people around the world as well. So for someone who um, doesn't know what the mobility masterclass would entail, can you give a brief sort of description of what yeah, the different for components sure, for of sure. it are? It's all about developing the front splits, the middle splits, the pancake. The pancake is the one where you open your legs to 45 degrees and fold yourself forward, um, which is absolutely essential for press to handstand, and also the back bridge. And not just the back bridge, but shoulder mobility. So external rotation, internal rotation, and shoulder flexion. Um, so for someone like uh, in yesterday's question, we were answering Grace uh, from the UMS's um, 
question about like getting a bit a bit afraid of you know getting started with something like that where you you're talking about doing back bridges and and the splits mm. so it's pretty intense for a lot of people and probably pretty far off where they're currently at mm. so mm. with the mobility masterclass does it sort of it's progressive, absolutely. Progressive. Yeah. yeah, it's progressive. So we teach you how to do it in a progressive nature. There's phases to the programming. So it's, um, you know, there's phase one and then there's phase two and then it moves into to some more advanced stuff after that. Uh, and we keep adding to it. You know, I just recently added another phase to the programming. Um, and as people in the online coaching group are getting better and better and better, we add more and more to it. But, you know, it, it's really important to... Um, to understand that because a lot of people they feel really confused they don't know what they need to get and, 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 and which program would be right for them and this is the program to get if you want to be able to get the, the real the serious levels of flexibility you know the splits back bridges and pancakes those are really those are the benchmark movements like there's all these different types of stretches that you do to get there but those are like the, the benchmark movements that if you can do them you know you'll be able to do more advanced gymnastics and calisthenics things like the press to handstand, like the V sit. Um, and if you can't do them, well, you're going to, well, it's going to be impossible really. <laughs> yeah. And more than that, like more than just being able to do these really cool movements as well, like by unlocking that sort of flexibility in a variety of ways. So you've got the lower body stuff, you've got yeah. some upper body stuff there as well. And, 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 um, spinal sort of stuff as well. Like, that has pretty good transfer over into everyday function well, and massive. just, you know, it's massive, feeling man. comfortable like, moving around. I, I know that's like, one of the, when I get um, patients in here who uh, join the gym here, it's like one of the, you know, it's, it's often not the like, hey, I want to do like a, you know, crazy yeah. acrobatic stuff. They're like, oh, I just feel like I'm so, like my mobility, like I, I remember what I used to feel like when I was younger and I just don't feel like that anymore. Yeah. So, mm. um, yeah, I guess yeah, it's really a, as an cool. old man yourself, a bit of a testament to. Yeah, you know, man. <laughs> I am. I am. I turned 42 this year. So yeah. it's pretty cool that I'm, you know, more flexible than I've ever been and I'm capable of doing things that I've never been able to do before. And not only that, um, I'm getting better and better and better every, uh, not just every year, but every month. So, um, yeah, it's really cool that methods work really well it's it's some really different stuff i had to i had to search through a lot of the internet to come to find some people that could really teach me the things that I wanted to know and then take that knowledge and put it into a program um, that worked. And there's some really different um, techniques and things that we use in there. Um, things like end range strength, like uh, progressive loaded stretching, um, you know, isometric holds, eccentric loading, things that really turned what I thought I knew about flexibility on its head, which is just, it was all just isolated um, static stretching that I was doing before. And one of these people that are going to come and do a... a um, yeah, we've got, we've, got, we've got one of my online coaches, um, Joachim Hildeson, who's coming to Unity he Gym. crazy stuff. He's, he's <laughs> a freak, man. Uh, he's coming to Unity Gym next weekend. So for those of you that are in Sydney, if you want to come and learn from a master in person and meet Yanni and me and the team here, um, are you coming, Phil? Are you going to be... Yeah, I think so. Along? Yeah, awesome. So you can meet all of us um, next Saturday, the 14th but anyway look I don't want to stay on this forever what I really wanted to do is uh, I just wanted to tell you guys what it's about because we get asked this all the time we we do these um, we offer our programs at, and um, let me tell you now it is a ridiculous discount the mobility masterclass itself normally costs $149 you're going to be able to get it for $49 um, and it's going to come with another three other programs the total value of the bundle for all the programs is uh, $446 you'll be getting it for $49 uh, you'll have uh, about 72 hours to do it. Do you have to find out what the other three programs are? 
that comes with it? It'll all be included in there. Yeah, but yeah. they're all good programs. They're all programs that we sell on their own for their um, face value. And uh, so we offer a money-back guarantee. We say, we'll give you your money back in 30 days if you don't like it. And, of course, some people take us up on it and we pay them their money back, no questions asked. But these programs sell for the price that we're selling them for and people love them. We get five-star reviews for them. So awesome. um, it's a really good opportunity. Good day to Steve uh, Kavanaugh here. And he said those three moves are the three fundamentals for many of the things um, in Taekwondo and other martial arts. So yeah, yeah that's exactly right. That carryover is, is okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm really glad that you said that, Steve, because the it doesn't matter whether you want to get better at yoga, at calisthenics, at gymnastics, at dance, at martial arts, or if you just want or to be able to, able to like feel better. Your bed without yeah, getting. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> if you just want to be able to play with your kids and not be yeah. in pain, you know, if you want to be one of those dads or mums that is up running around with their kids in the park and not one of the ones that's sitting on the sidelines. Better rolling around the floor and being able to move around. If you want to be able to throw a leg over your missus a little bit better in bed, you know, whatever it is you want to do, it's going to really uh, dramatically change your life. So, yeah, look, Yanni will be sending out a couple of emails um, today and tomorrow to let you guys know about it. So keep an eye out for that. We'll do a post in the UMS Movement Mastermind, of course, uh, with a link where you guys can uh, jump on and go. The other reason I always have to click that explicit button on the podcast uh, (laughs) distribution status. Anyway, moving on. Physio Fridays. Well, the last thing I'll say, the last thing I'll say about this... I know we've got a lot of you guys in here that I know are, you know, just checking us out, wanting to learn about us, trying to figure out if you think this is going to be right for you. I'm telling you now, this is these flash sales are the best way for you to get started. You will, you won't see this program again at this price for a long time because we cycle through the different programs that we have that we offer. And if you don't like it, tell me. I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. It's as simple as that. Um, so that's it. Phil. Sweet. Physio Fridays. Fridays. So, so we, we had one of the questions come through from the UMS online coaching group. So that's from the uh, that's the real, you know, um, top end group mm-hmm. that we have. So you guys in the mobility uh, sorry, in the movement mastermind group. Um, that's where everyone can come in no matter what. Just sign up if you're listening on the podcast or YouTube, come in, join that group. Um, but Ask your questions, but yeah, yeah. This, the UMS online coaching group is for people that are subscribed to our coaching program, and we always uh, obviously um, answer their questions first and try and go into real detail when they ask us yeah. a question. And this one, question came through from Joshua. Jo- Joshua Charles Dorr. Yep. And do you mm. want to... Uh, you, you seem to be the one that remembers the question. Yeah, so yeah. I, we couldn't, we couldn't actually find the question, but it, was, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't that specific. It was, it was pretty general. It was, my mum has a frozen shoulder and uh, I don't know what to do. What should I do to help it? And this is something that um, you're going to get a couple of differing opinions on this because Phil, on one hand, really knows his stuff. Obviously, he's a, he's a qualified physiotherapist and he um, can quote all of the research and the literature. Uh, me, on the other hand, I haven't, I've done very little research into it in comparison to Phil, but I have successfully rehabilitated three frozen shoulders in our clients. And uh, I was forced to do my own research into it um, to come up with uh, with a method that, that, that did work, it did rehabilitate. And, and whether or not Phil might say, it might have just been that the time went by because that when we were having this conversation, that that, that might be what comes out of this conversation. But nonetheless, I can tell you what worked yeah. for, for the programming that I did with my clients and then Phil can tell you what I think it's really important it. to understand with evidence-based practice, like it's all well and good to read sort of studies and everything, but what evidence-based practice is, is marrying up that ability to like know the current literature, but also taking in uh, clinical experience. And, you know, although yeah, uh, Rad's not a physio, it's still like clinical experience. He's working one-on-one with a person uh, to 
to build that up. So I think it's you know I think it's so worthwhile to have this discussion of like okay mm. here's what the research says, but here's like yep. personal experience, yep. and it's just a matter of being able to um, be fairly realistic with your um, with your approach to frozen shoulder, but um, you know still just moving forward in, in ways that sort of make sense and are, are going to get you in the right direction, even if. Um, it takes a while for your shoulder to um, come good. The rest of your body still needs loading and, and conditioning. Right. So part of what and Brad's th- doing is just keeping people moving as well. Yeah. And it's funny. What I'm about to tell you, it's really funny. The more and more I, the more injuries that I rehabilitate, the more I realize that it's almost the same approach for all of them right. in a way. It's really it's so much simpler than I thought it was since we've had you here, Phil. And I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually really simple. But if you don't know what you're doing um, and you don't have the knowledge and the history that I've got, then hearing this stuff might not be so simple. Yeah, I think the the kind of key thing of that, and it kind of blew my mind when I started studying physio because I was like, oh, you know, you're going to learn these, like, magical things that unlock, like, Mm. (laughs) if you got to just learn, like, certain manoeuvres and certain, like, special exercises that really, you know, fix everything. But it does come down to basic principles applied well and applied consistently, um, and that will generally, you know, get people... um, get people on track and the, the the thing about that is like it's so important to understand the specificity so understanding you know the real science of it you can't just take the general approach with everyone because you've got to know when to refer onwards to see a gp or refer onwards to get scans or when mm. not to so although we're saying it is quite simple it is still so key to yeah. know the specific the specificity so you can use the general approach appropriately yep Yep. So look, guys, if you've just tuned in, uh, the title of this video, The Mobility Masterclass Explained, you're just going to need to rewind to the start to hear that. We're now on to Physio Fridays. Fridays. So I guess the first thing to say really quickly is what is frozen shoulder? And my understanding of it is nobody really knows. (laughs) It's uh, one of those things that can't really be explained. My client that got his frozen shoulder for the first time, he went for surgery uh, for a hernia. And when he came out of the surgery for hernia within the next week, he developed a frozen shoulder. And um, the explanation that he was given was different to the explanation that Phil gave me. But the explanation that he was given was framed by nobody really knows but what we think is this and then phil said well nobody really knows but what we actually think is this so it's really interesting so phil why don't you tell us yeah so the, what they i guess think the frozen uh, shoulder is the like you know the colloquial term that people use to describe it the technical term is adhesive capsulitis um so what that means adhesive being things sticking together um or really you know shrink wrapped um and capsulitis being the joint capsule of the um, ball and socket joint so with every joint you always have a capsule that keeps in the synovial fluid um it adds some passive support to the structure and basically when you've got a, a shoulder which is a, a very uh, you know i've gushed about how much i love the shoulder in the past because it's just so fascinating how um much range you can achieve with the, with the shoulder and and produce force but to allow that range you've got to have a joint capsule that is slack enough that you can um, move around and, and produce force in all these amazing positions um, without it limiting you. So you have this. Gen- usually, you have like you can kind of think about it like a, um, uh, a like a big paper bag, like a plastic bag that has a bit of slack. So when you move it around, it kind of you know mm-hmm. stays like it doesn't get tight and restrict you. But when um, you develop adhesive capsulitis, what happens is that plastic bag turns into like shrink wrap and it really locks everything down and that capsule becomes very um, inflamed. So when you say capsulitis, that means any time you see itis, that means inflammation. inflammation yeah. um, so it's this, you've got this inflamed, really tight capsule that then suddenly locks down your movement. And the classic signs of this is when um, you suddenly can't move your shoulder very well, can't lift it up, and especially as soon as you're trying to externally rotate your shoulder, mm-hmm. it's just totally locked down. It's um, 
yeah, I guess with Josh's question about this, it's really common um, with uh, particularly women in like uh, you know uh, from 50 onwards. So my mom actually had um, frozen shoulder, and it was just such a devastating like <laughs> condition for her. And with um, your client, like it's a really common thing to happen after a surgery. You've had this series of um, this time immobilized, but generally it's more the when you've had your shoulder immobilized, and you know maybe you've been in a sling for a long time, and then suddenly you try and use it. Um, and it doesn't work. But when it comes to what causes it, that's where it's really interesting. It's kind of unknown. There's um, uh, a lot of it, the thinking is that it's some kind of metabolic physiological derangement. So like a kind of inflammatory process. It's, it's often really common in people who have thyroid conditions, which will happen with my mum. She had a hypothyroid condition. And yeah, basically it just suddenly appeared when she wasn't managing her like medication for that very well. So mm-hmm. again, it's not like, if you do this, you will get um, mm, mm. Uh, these conditions. But what it really shows is that like the better metabolically you can be, so staying fit throughout your age. St- like what, if you're getting, like the person who um, you've rehabbed was in a pretty high stress environment. So stress, sleep, nutrition, all of these things that act on your physiological state um, are just so important to get on top of. So um, and yeah. a part of that is training. So. Yep making sure you're training throughout your, you know, your yeah. life and finding things that you like to keep you moving and keep you metabolically healthy, that's the best way that you can avoid. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that that's a really good, um, th- there's, a, there's a real knowledge bomb in there for any injury, which I'm a strong believer on that when you get injured with anything, one of the first things that you need to do, which is a really general approach is, you need to look at what your diet is like, what your sleep pattern is like and how much stress there's going on in your body. And if there's room for improvement when you're injured, it's really the time to, yeah. uh, to to clean yourself up. It's not the time to give up on life and sit on the couch eating ice cream and drinking beer because your body, that it's a state when there is inflammation in the body, there is healing that is required and there's all yeah. this stuff going on when you sleep. And that's remember, when the real inflammation is like a useful process when it's acute. So when you roll your ankle, just as we talked about last week or earlier in this last week with peace and love, um, the new approach to acute injuries, we're not using ice anymore, we're not using anti-inflammatories because we want acute inflammation. So kind of people always think like, oh, you got to reduce inflammation at all costs. But no, for acute injuries, it's a really useful process by the body, but it's this chronic inflammation that um, is no good. So just like uh, basically anytime you have like a chronic issue, like a a chronic um, blood sugar issues, that's when you're not that's when you get diabetes. It's mm-hmm. like acute, mm-hmm. like blood sugar spikes, important. Uh, chronic <laughs> blood sugar spikes, bad. Really Same bad, thing goes yeah. with inflammation. So if you've got this chronic inflammation going, then your system doesn't respond well to it. And that's when you start to really get issues. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with what you said. Like when you're injured and you get that downward spiral that I talk about where you stop moving. So you're like, oh, maybe I won't put as much effort into my mm-hmm. diet. You know, maybe I'll just yeah. stay up and watch like um, TV or whatever and your sleep goes to shit. And you, yeah. um, you know, you're not really managing bad. your stress well. Really it's that bad. downward spiral, but that's where you go catch it. And then try and keep those positive things moving forward. And that's where I think your approach to frozen shoulder is so powerful because you're you're giving someone the routine, the practice of turning up, going to the gym, staying Mm. active and exercising, which is so powerful for mitigating the like downward spiral Mm -hmm. in the um, yeah metabolic sort of sense. So yeah. Yeah. And then um, Josh, besides that, bro, I what, what I the basic rehab strategy that I used with my clients when I rehabbed them was um, periodizing a program, meaning that I would change their programming um, every four to six weeks to reflect their ability to now move in a greater range of motion with reduced pain. 
Um, and then beyond that, the it's the shoulder rehab program that we created that works really, really well because my approach to dealing with the frozen shoulder was to just try to take the shoulder to the range of motion that it can go to without causing the um, you know the massive spike in pain that people get uh, and do it repeatedly for volume so, so that you're yeah, you know strengthening training in your available range that yeah, we talked a lot that's about. That's right, like, it's and, so that, and that's what the whole shoulder rehab program is about, which you've got access to because it's part of the UMS online coaching program so you can learn that program yourself and just take your mother through it um, and just make sure that the the idea is that you know if she tries to externally rotate her arm and she gets pain here then you just try to strengthen that range there and you do it slowly not in a way where you're not doing any jerking movements you want to just feel that you're you know controlling your way through the movement and the same thing happens for all these other movements like when I started with um, my first client he couldn't get his arm past here so we were doing bicep curls like this and we were doing tricep extensions laying down where his arm was only really going to here you know yeah. and that gradually increased and all of a sudden he was doing you know like 45 degree tricep extensions like this and that was okay for him and same thing yeah. with bicep curls and yeah so hopefully you can see the principle like again so much of what we talk about in these episodes I'm hoping like we're using specific examples but hoping that you can take the generalized approach and the principles to your other parts of training so when you have got another injury or you know you're limited in some way then definitely take these principles on board. Um, just the last thing with frozen shoulder is that it's really a, just such a tricky one because it can take up to like three years and sometimes like symptoms last for longer. Um, it, it, and it really varies. Some people it's, you know, a couple of months, some people up to three years. And it generally goes through three pretty distinct phases where you go through the, um, the freezing stage where um, basically everything starts to like really shut down and any movement is extremely painful. Um, and then that can last up for to a couple of months. And so if you're at the beginning, if you're really like put off by the fact that like, oh, it's just extremely painful every time you do it, like it's going to just be a matter of, you know, really like doing whatever you can just without flaring it up. Um, and then, but like trying to encourage some movement. And even if you're not doing active sort of um, strengthening stuff, even just getting like pendula, which basically means holding a weight down here and then trying to move your arm around just in the most protected way sort of possible. Um, so really simple, just using sort of really gentle movement just to get some kind of movement that's one of the first other. exercises that we did that one where yeah. you're just where you're leaning over a chair and you're just letting like a really light weight and yeah. you're just circling the arm like that exactly so that's just yeah. getting the muscles around your shoulder just to be at least active not totally go to sleep so that frozen stage can be that is that's the worst like freezing sorry is just really tough you just get no movement and mm. like heaps of pain um so that's pretty normal and then you get through to the frozen stage where everything's just locked down but it comes much less painful and then that can last again up to like quite a few months and then going into the last stage is that um that thawing phase and generally that's when you start to really unlock a whole lot more movement and you can really start to push the boundaries because you're not as um mm -hmm. you don't have as acute pain so yeah. um just good to know that there are these really distinct sort of phases in it and it will um and you can kind of start to f like she'll be able to start to feel when it's like okay no longer extremely painful but boy is it locked down yeah but and when it's locked down like that that's where it could make a bit more sense to push it a bit more but again work with a professional on this like it's it is really useful to um you know go and talk to someone make sure it is actually frozen shoulder you're dealing with and just get a bit of advice on you know what um other factors are at play yeah awesome 
Well, look, I hope you guys got something out of that. If you have a frozen shoulder or if you know somebody that has one, that advice is going to be gold. And I can tell you right now that the approach that we just spoke about that I used to uh, is successfully rehabilitated three frozen shoulders. Um, so it has worked. Um, one of the people that I rehabilitated a frozen shoulder on, somebody 20 years younger than them had a frozen shoulder at the same time and they got surgery and they had a far worse result. Two years later, they had to get surgery again, um, whereas he was 95% uh, um, better after about nine or 10 months. Yeah, it's one of those things where just getting like, you know, it's sort of some people are like, oh, you know, just let's just instead of three years, let's like get this nipped in the bud and, yeah. and like get a, um, a like capsular release and all that sort of stuff. It just Yeah, unfortunately, that. there's there's more going on in the body that's, yeah. you know, causing this to happen and that's and what I'd it needs really, to address. I'd really double down on the metabolic side of things. Yeah, like, man, you know, I if would you, too. Like check your thyroid levels, check all of that sort of stuff that's influencing, um, yeah, your physiological system and then add the Learn about inflammation, yeah. learn about what reduces it, what increases it and chronic yeah. inflammation and, um, yeah. And so just briefly, because Jay is watching live, but he's um, got to pop off for a bit, but uh, sent a message through a bit earlier, which is also about shoulders and um, and basically talking about when doing arm rotations, just like in a butterfly, so the stroke in swimming, um, he gets pretty good forward rotation, but on the way back as the arm's going behind his back like that, um, starts getting get like a real clunking, sort of mm. uncomfortable sort of feeling. So... Um, we'll just briefly kind of give you the, any advice we can here before we wrap things up. So um, when I saw this, I thought it reminded me a lot of, I guess, your recent experience with your shoulders, how you've been mm -hmm. coming back from your um, labral tear in your shoulder and really making great um, progress with that. But there's still just certain movements mm -hmm. that are giving you a bit of grief. So yeah. uh do you want to quickly talk about your Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sort of I mean, I've, um, I've successfully rehabilitated a... Uh, labrum tear, torn supraspinatus, and fluid in the bursa is what the MRI report said, plus some degenerative joint uh, disease or early onset of arthritis, but I don't even really count that when I describe it to people because everybody's got it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I successfully rehabilitated it late last year, and what I mean by that is I could start doing the majority of what I like to do. I could start doing bench press, I could start doing pull-ups, bent over row, shoulder press, behind the head shoulder press, all the, all the good stuff. But because I have a very high demand on my body um, there, and I like to do acrobatics as well, that's a part of my practice, um, there were still some things that I'm struggling with. And so it's all just about, again, it's, it's about recognizing where you can't go and then finding exercises that train you in a way where it stimulates uh, those muscles. It's, it stimulates that little bit of um, uh, discomfort, maybe even low level of pain, you know, two, three, four out of 10. And then just doing volume, you know, doing volume on it and being smart about it. And my approach is that I never do the same thing um, with less than a 72 hour um, gap between training sessions. So that's the whole way that the UMS program is set up. You don't do the same muscle group for another 72 hours. And that gives your body enough time that even if you do aggravate it, which, which happens sometimes, you know, when you're rehabilitating things like this, sometimes you just go a little bit too far and then the next day you're like, oh man, my shoulder's really sore. What I've found is that 72 hours is enough time that I can train that same uh, body part again and uh, do it better hopefully this time. And it's very rare that I'm making the same mistake twice because I understand these principles now and um, yeah, it's working really well. Yeah, so I guess with, um, in terms of like talking about movements where you're trying to get um, stability and support through that range behind your back, um, 
up in abduction, so when your elbow is up to your shoulder level, going into external rotation and then extension, so arm behind your back. Um, that is like the most vulnerable position for your shoulder, and that's generally where you get most of your um, most people's sports dislocations when you're going for a tackle with rugby or something. Your um, arm coming out the front there, so it's generally the most mm-hmm. unstable of positions. And it's also the, st- the position we spend the least amount of time with in life because we're so much down here rather than you know doing things behind our back, climbing all this stuff. I've talked about a whole lot in uh, the shoulder series that we did at the end of last year. So if you haven't watched the shoulder series, I definitely recommend um, that because I go into great detail. But um, basically you were talking about uh, kind of unlocking that extension Mm -hmm. um, part of things. Recently we were talking about like the best kind of ways to do it. When you think about the shoulder and and what we're trying to achieve when we're going into different ranges of motion is trying to keep that ball in the middle of the socket as we move our arm around. Um, The socket being your shoulder blade. And so for the shoulder blade to be nice and controlled. We need our scapular muscles to be really strong. So um, working on your straight arm strength days and really taking that quite seriously is a great way of um, really upping your um, your scapular yeah, control. Absolutely. Um, mm. And then when you're looking at that extension side of things, you want to think, okay, what's um, the thing we're trying to... Uh, to um, limit, I guess, is shifting of the ball around the socket as you go into extension. And we know that the rotator cuff muscles, which are the four muscles that sit on your shoulder blade, attach around that head, are the ones whose job it is to keep the ball in the middle of the socket. So um, usually we're spending a whole lot of time training external rotators because the most common time that people get shoulder pain is with pushing motions um, where you get that sort of pain at the front of the shoulder here or pain above your, um, like just at the top of your shoulder joint. Uh, But when we're looking at like trying to unlock extension, then you got to think it's the muscles that are now uh, stopping that um, posterior glide, which often we kind of aren't thinking about as much. So um, with that, it's your internal rotators. Now your global, so your big muscle internal rotators are your pecs and your lats, and they get plenty of training with um, everything you do here with, um, you know, your pulling pull-ups and your um, and your pecs with pushing and. Um, But when it comes to the um, subscapularis, which is your rotator cuff internal rotator, sometimes doesn't get quite as um, much attention. So one thing I'd recommend trying is um, with the warm-up that we do with the bands, um, when you're facing away from um, uh, the place you've got the band locked is doing some internal rotations in that position. So being up in um, with your shoulder at 90 degrees is a way of kind of getting rid of the deltoid pec and, and lat activation and using um, internal rotation from here is going to be much more um, sort of dominant towards your subscap. So doing internal rotation strength in that sort of position. And you've got a really neat way of doing your rotations with um, a, like it's I a do. strap around a barbell. A barbell Have you got yeah. that filmed anywhere? Cause it's a I'll, I'll film it uh, next week and post it. Um, yeah. it. It's funny. Now, I remember when you saw me doing it, you were like, oh, my God, genius. And that's what I thought of myself when I came up with it. Yeah, like, but basically, because we don't have a cable machine in the gym, and yeah. so I just got a... Uh, I just got a, a gymnastics ring strap and put, we've got really nice barbells that have a good spin in them. Yeah. And I just put the strap over the end and tied some weights on one side and then grabbed it on the other side. While standing on a box, like it's pretty what? elaborate setup. <laughs> really but it me. works, it and works. So, yeah, using, if you have a gym which has a cable machine, it's quite an easy way of doing easy, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then doing some internal rotation from up in that position and really trying to keep your um, good sort of sh- shoulder and chest posture throughout. So tall through the chest, shoulders back and down, shoulders away from ear, holding that position while you're doing your internal rotation. That's going to really strengthen up um, that uh, subscapularis, so the um, internal rotation cuff. And then also potentially, Rad was talking about uh, doing some uh, pec fly, like eccentrics, just really like controlled sort of pec flies mm-hmm. where you're controlling into extension and maybe even taking it um, beyond the sort of normal range. So you're really trying to 
get comfortable in that extension with some end range strength. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's just about being progressive. It's about yeah. just going, okay, my shoulder is good with all of this now. And then, oh, that's a bit funny. Okay. And then just thinking about what movements yeah. take me there in a nice controlled way. How can I get to that point where it is sore and then strengthen that area? Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, just nudge up to that discomfort. Yeah. Don't push it. Take your time. You can do so much with every other part of your sh like shoulder movement than yeah, that particular yeah, one. So yeah. keep working and um, yeah. Be yeah, be progressive, be patient, and just yeah. allow it to happen. Yeah. But uh, thanks for your question, Jay, and thanks for all your activity on the UMS Mastermind group. Hope that everyone sort of follows suit and starts mm -hmm. posting some more videos, yeah, yeah, starts yeah, collaborating, sure. getting more information out there because yeah. there's plenty of learn. And Paul is saying, looking forward to next week's nice. workshop, boys. Awesome, man. Looking forward to meeting you. So that's all we've got time for today, everyone. Keep an eye out for the email. We'll do a post in this group for the Mobility Masterclass Flash Sale. Um, jump on, grab it. If you guys want to get really flexible, um, this is the best program that I have ever seen uh, to really develop good flexibility in these movements. Um, and yeah. get your questions in for next week's episodes. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll be here. We'll be here. So yeah. we could Next be week, we're going to do a couple of exciting shows, actually. We are going to do one show where we're going to, we've, we've re-initiated our member of the month Maybe. and we've got our first member of the month at Unity Gym. We're going to be interviewing him, Lockie. And uh, also my uh, coach, Joachim, my, my flexibility coach, my end range strength coach is arriving, I think on Wednesday and I've G'd him up at least for two times to come on this show. So we're going to be interviewing him and uh, doing some really cool looks, stuff. Looks so. like I'm getting kicked off the mic. So. Yeah. <laughs> But there'll yeah. be some really cool content coming out next week from that. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, and then the week after that, we've got Daniel Vadnell, a.k.a. Fitness FAQs, and uh, Simon Atta, a.k.a. Simon Monster Strength. Those guys are, well, look, all these guys are weapons. They are, you know, Joachim is uh, a weapon when it comes to flexibility and end range strength. And Daniel and Simon are the beasts of calisthenics in Australia. So some really cool stuff coming the next couple of weeks. See you soon. Have a good week. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.